remember the past, read your copy of the Haven Herald and rev up your attack van as we escape to Haven. This is Trouble to Haven Rewatch Podcast. I'm your first host in our father-son podcasting duo, Alex French. And this is Rich French, the French who is suffering from bad polling data. It comes out that nine out of 10 women can't stand me. And the 10th has to like me because we're related. All right. So like every episode, we start off with a summary. Today, we are starting episode seven, The Magic Hour, part one. I can't wait till we get to part two. How far does it go? How many parts? What? What's three? What's? Uh, trois. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, this is a two. This is part one of a two-parter. We're only going to cover part one. And we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger and you're going to have to come back for part two, just like we did today. Unless you cheated like I did and watched the second one already. I thought about it. I was like, oh, I was like, I want to watch part two. I was like, but you know what? I was like, for the sake of things, I'll just I'll hold off. OK, so let's jump into the summary. Um, okay. Episode okay. start. Sorry. Why don't you go? okay so we start out we're we're at a house and there's a a couple uh, which turn out to be dan and rika hamilton and they're looking over their dead daughter who's lying on their dining room table and dan's freaking out he wants to you know call the cops you know it was an accident she fell out of the tree and died but uh rika's like no wait we got to wait till sundown and dan goes to the kitchen try to call the cops and uh they hear a glass smash and they go look in there and uh, their daughter Lizzie is gone and uh, they go outside in the front porch. There's Lizzie alive with uh, swinging on the, the porch swing with her little blood dribbling out and she's uh, <laughs> hi mommy and daddy. So she was brought back to life. Right. So everything seems normal. The couple are taking her over there. Uh, what are they what are they arguing about? But Dan wants to take her to the doctor and Rika's like, like, uh, she's fine. She's fine. Let's just not bother with it. And then the wife Rika gets hit by a car and killed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A a silver uh, uh, Range Rover freaking just violently runs her over and she's dead. Okay. So back at Haven PD, um, Nathan is talking to audrey and she's got to leave to colorado for two days right she's got to leave and he he's like uh yeah because and he wants to know why he's like okay you know i'm giving you these two days you know what's going on and she it tells him that she found out that james colgan's parents are are paul and june colgan and paul has died and june won't return her calls so she wants to go there in person and uh so nathan agrees to that but then duke comes up and uh you know, starts telling her she needs to talk to them about hockey and uh, the Colorado Avalanche. And, uh, you know, Nathan's not happy about it, but he says, you know, just he says, OK, just take care of her. So that was kind of cool. And then uh, so they leave and then Nathan and Tommy go investigate the scene of the hit and run accident that killed Rika. Right. And basically, Nathan's just like, hey, this dude's acting suspicious. Go, Tommy, go follow the guy. So Tommy's going to trail Dan. Well, Nathan goes back to Haven PD where Jordan is like, hey, what's up? And he's, oh, shit, you know, kind of like Jordan. Yeah, Uh, Jordan's just waiting for him in his office. And uh, they got to talk about the bolt gun killer. Right. So uh, Jordan uh, explains to Nathan that, uh, 
you know, her friend Grady, who works in the guard, was supposed to bring in a dude from California, you know, the Californians. And uh, he and he disappeared two weeks ago. And then the guy from California never showed up. So he's missing. And, you know, Nathan's like, yeah, that timeline fits the uh, bun, you know, the I almost said the 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 bun the bun Golt killer which uh is a totally different podcast right and she's like oh wait wait you got like grady is a suspect and all this shit and he's like oh yeah. and then she finds the conspiracy board poorly hidden under the the paper sheet he kind of threw over it and he's like what's this you know yeah and th- and then nathan you know you know basically agrees to show her and he shows her you know the still shot of the atm picture mm-hmm. of where the bolt gun killer uh kills uh the, the lady and uh she notices the wristwatch that the guy's wearing is the wristwatch she bought for grady and gave to grady so now she's concerned grady might be the bolt gun killer and wants nathan to let her you know, give her 24 hours to bring him in quietly and uh, nathan doesn't agree or disagree with that actually uh, anyway uh we're gonna the audrey duke kind of storyline is inners is you know sparse out through the episode but we're gonna knock it all out at one go just because it doesn't need to be broken up it doesn't really interact with the rest of the episode so we're gonna tackle that right here and then we'll jump back to the haven stuff and then you know you'll we'll tell you when the the plot lines you know uh coalesce again or whatever uh okay so they go to visit the Kogan house, right? And Audrey's nervous and Duke's like, oh, you're finally like a girl because she's worried about her pants, blah, blah, blah. They go talk to the guy They're like, hey, you know, where are the the Kogans, like the parents of James Kogan? Do you know James Kogan? He's like, I had no idea. Yeah. Total bullshit, obvious lie. Uh, then they're kind of like, oh, I don't know, until they see the symbol of the guard on this little wooden plaque hanging uh, on his front porch. So Duke, you know, calls him back again tosses him against the wall is like okay how about the truth for real fuckhead like we know that you're part of the guard and he's part of some underground railroad thing for the guard uh and he's like i don't know he's like the kogan lady she's you know the husband's dead she's in the retirement home i don't know any i don't know shit about a james kogan so that leads him to a retirement home to talk to uh jane june june ah whatever jane june gene it's all the same hey 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 Gene, as in Gene Rayburn, you know, one of the greatest, if not greatest, game show. Game show Gene hosts is in time. like Eugene Gene, though, not yeah. Gene like J E A N Gene. Yeah. Though anyway. Alex Trebek and uh, Richard Dawson, you know, can can stake claim to that as well. So. <laughs> anyway, so what happens with uh, June? So they go, they go and see June, and June recognizes uh, Audrey and says you know oh, you changed your hair why'd you change your hair and and she's clearly got alzheimer's and she's struggling and she's like uh you know so audrey's asking her you know she's talking about james when he was a little boy and uh you know and you know like even at one point uh you know they're like oh he draw, draws pictures and and so duke's like hey he's an art teacher he's a little boy so she's clearly got alzheimer and you know she doesn't really really want to talk to them it's kind of upsetting to her and a nurse comes in and and you know the nurse is like hey this is a private facility you can't be in here hassling hassling patients you know i'm i'm gonna go get security so basically they really get nothing that first visit to the nursing home and have to leave because obviously we know they're going to come back they got to get some answers 
Right. Um, but they're at the hotel the night, you know, that night kind of like, oh, you know, Audrey's, you know, tragically thinking about how little time she has. Uh, right. Only 20 days left. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And Duke's and, been there for her, you know. Yeah. But then Duke, Duke says, well, maybe this will help. Uh, and he shows her what he lifted from June's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, bedside table. And he stole her photo, little photo album. So they go through the photo album. They get to see James's life as a kid being raised by uh, Paul and June. And then towards the end, they see a picture of James, uh, you know, getting married. So on the back of the picture, it turns out he married Arla Kogan in 1983. So that really kind of throws this wrench into uh, I was in love with the Colorado kid thing. Or does it? They don't know yet, but at least they know they have another thing to track down. Right. Yeah. And, you know, meanwhile, Audrey's like, I don't know, this is all too much and shit like that. Blah, 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 blah. And Duke's like, you know, well, you know, live your life then da, 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 supportive. And then she's like, wow, you're, you know, you're such a good friend. And then they kiss. And then she's like, yeah. ah, this is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Shouldn't have she's, done that. Yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, I'll never, you know, she at first she initiates the kiss. It was Audrey who initiated the kiss. And then, uh, okay, okay. let's, yeah. And then, uh, she basically, <laughs> and, and then she's like, I'll never forgive myself if I ruin our friendship. So she's like, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go get some air, you know, to cool off. Right. Next morning, they're getting ready to head back to Maine. And Duke's like, Oh, I'm imagining, you know, what you're looking like with red hair. And she's like, That's it. So she puts on, I don't know if it's red wig or what they do, but she goes into the retirement home with some red hair and lady's like, oh, shit, it's you. It's Sarah. Yeah, it's Sarah. And she kind of <laughs> is like, oh, we kept the kid just like you said. We raised him as our own. Like we raised uh, your son, James. And you're like, what? what? Uh, yeah. She, oh, she said we named him James. Do yeah. You like you that? Know, yeah, yeah. You know. And, and so basically that's what our big revelation is out of the Colorado trip. I mean, some could say, you know, is that. Sarah had a son and James was her son, you know, and that's mind blowing. Right. Right. So back at Haven. So Nathan has Tommy tail, uh, Dan Hamilton and Hamilton took out a bunch of money. Now he's got it in a briefcase and he's going to go leave it in the locker at the Haven athletic center. So they know they have to uh, pick up uh, Dan at his, whatever his next stop is. So it turns out Dan's next stop is at the Haven morgue. So Nathan enters and he finds Tommy there with his gun drawn pointing at Dan and Dan's got a scalpel out kind of threatening Lou Casey and the paramedics behind him. And, you know, so basically Nathan kind of calms him down and then uh, disarms him. And then once he's ready to, he's going to handcuff him. All of a sudden Tommy's like, Hey, Nathan, look, Rika comes back to life basically and uh, right they still got to talk to tommy because they're like what did you, you know you know you knew it was something was going to happen at at uh at dusk what what's up at magic hour and tommy's like you know you paid the the ransomers the money now like you know they fucking got you they're gonna milk like, well, you yeah he's like well this is not uh and then they find out kind of what the car does he find anything out from dan like important he does because uh, what Nathan gets, Stan comes up to Nathan. They identified the vehicle. It belongs to to Sophia and Charlie Carter. Right. And then he, Nate, Tommy asks him if you know them. And he's like, yeah, they're my partners in an organic vegetable farm. So, right. which means that's their next stop. Right. Meanwhile, on the way there, uh, Dwight and Jordan have been looking into Grady and find the body and everything right and they're like oh whoops they're uh 
well, first they, they find the guy from California. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, hey, the dude from the guard who's supposed to help me out never showed up. So like and the cops or the cops broke it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. He said so. The, co- the cops came. So he split and he's been there, you know, kind of twisting in the wind. Uh, meanwhile, Nathan and Tommy get to uh, Carter's house. Right. Uh, the Carter house, I should say. And uh, find that there's like a dude dead there. And he's yeah. not, he, he's not, he's, his wife's like, oh, he's supposed to come back. And he, you know, he doesn't get, re- he doesn't get revived like everybody else does. He, he missed the magic hour. So, yeah. and then, so basically they're trying to figure out, okay, who knows the Hamiltons and the Carters. And finally she's like, well, well you know, gives them some coffee. And my housekeeper, Moira, she didn't come in today. And then. Moira also works for the Andersons, so that's the connection. So now that's their next thing is they have to find this Moira. All right. And at that point, they kind of flash us to Moira and Noelle, these two sisters. Uh, but first, we're with Noelle. The, she's a paramedic and her boyfriend. What's the boyfriend's name? Joseph. Joseph. And he's kind of like, this is crazy. We need to get the fuck out of here. This plan has gone out of control. Like, we shouldn't have done this. Let's fucking go. And she's like, oh, my sister, I don't know. Da, she's da, had da, a da. rough time. And uh, yeah, our dad yeah. died. Yeah. And Mario comes in and is like, fuck that. You guys aren't leaving. We're going to kill more people. We're going to get more money. Like, fuck all that shit. And uh, the boyfriend's like, nah, fuck that. We're out of here. We're out of here. And Mario fucking shoots him in the face. Like, without right even without a second thought, she shoots yeah. him right in the head. And, uh, you know, basically says, hey, I, you know, you got to We got to go. You know, yeah. the, the cops are on to us. So. so Noelle revives her boyfriend. Turns out she can revive a person once a day. So she revives the boyfriend. He uh, the bullet falls out of his head. She gets a bunch of pain. Then they go to a cabin. Right. And then at the cabin, more is also like, we're, oh, the roads are kind of blocked off and shit. The cops are looking for us. So, you know, we're going to have to be careful getting out of here and shit like that. Yeah. And she's like guilting her a lot about not saving their dad when, yeah. when she was a kid. And, uh, you know, how she's the only family she, she's got. Yeah. Uh, then we come to <laughs> Grady's body, right? Then Jordan and Dwight are like, Hey, we found Grady. He's dead. He's uh, dead off of, uh, what's the highway? So, 70? so it's 17. It's route 17. 17. It, it's Kitchener's mill out, uh, out on route 17 and they find him dead in a burnt out car. So yeah, he's not the bolt gun killer, but then Jordan tells Nathan, Hey, you, uh, you know, you know, our so, guy was scared off by a cop. So you got a, you got someone going rogue in your department. Cause Nathan's like, dude, there was no police activity logged out on route 17. And she's like, no, nope, someone's gone rogue. Yeah. So he knows he's got to find someone in the police station. Meanwhile, Audrey and Duke are back uh, in Maine. So he calls them like, Hey, meet me here. So they're on the way and he's in the car. And then it's like, well, let me look at the GPS and looks through Tommy's GPS. There's route 17, right in the GPS. Right. Second from the top. And now he's (laughs) now he's suspicious of of Tommy. So they they go to get Noel. They're like, let's go. You know, Tommy drives. They get there and then uh, they find her and she's got a gun. But she kind of surrenders me. It's like, oh, fuck, you know. And uh, (laughs) uh, Nathan's like, I'll go get a what does he try to go get from the trunk? Blanket. Yeah. He's like, let me go get the blanket. He's like, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. So Tommy goes instead. The the, the trunk's a mess and you're better with the people. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know about Nathan being better with the people. Uh, so Tommy, you know, very suspiciously won't let Nathan go to the trunk. They get they get her, though. They bring her outside. And then while well, Tommy's has to run yeah. back inside. Right. 
Yeah, Nathan says uh, Moira pr- could be long gone, so why don't you go inside see if she left anything behind while he does that. Nathan pops the trunk. It's perfectly clean. He opens up the spare tire well, and what does he find in there? The bolt gun. Of course, though, as he's like fucking around with it, Tommy has snuck up on him and is like, yeah, it's pretty nice, right? And he's like... <laughs> Modified it myself. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, he just he just turns to Nathan and casually just shoots him in the right <sighs> side of the chest. And then as Nathan grabs him and uh, he shoots him a second time, you know, and obviously the body drops to the ground and he's looking at it. And uh, Noel is running off. Next thing we see, Moira was in the woods, was returning, saw it and then just turned tail and got the heck out of there. And then uh, Tommy realizes uh, Noel's gone. She's running towards the woods. He takes two shots at her. The second one knocks her down, but she gets up, runs off into the woods. And before he can chase her, here comes Duke in his uh, Land Rover and very old Land Rover. And so him and Audrey arrive and Audrey's like, where's Nathan? And then she sees him lying on the ground. And Tommy's like, like, oh, it was crazy. It was guns that she shot him. And Duke's not buying it. He's looking up at Tommy. like, "Mm, I don't know about this. This doesn't check out. Yeah. When when Duke sees it, Duke sprints like Usain Bolt to Nathan's body. Yeah. And uh, Audrey's like, you know, what happened? And, you know, like I said, he's like, ah, the girl started shooting and, you know, he got in the way. And Duke, Duke did definitely did not buy it. And that basically is the end of yeah. Magic Hour Part 1. It summarizes it, left on a cliffhanger. I wonder how Nathan's going to come back. What would you rate the episode? This was a hard episode for me to rate. And I have a hard time figuring out even if I like it. I don't know. Just had a hard time <laughs> wrapping my, my head around this one. <laughs> you, didn't, you, wait, you don't even know if you like it? It's hard to rate a two-part episode in halves as well. I mean, you know, since a lot of the payoff for things set up in part one, you know, they're not going to come through till the next episode, you know, but I really did like all the stuff out in Colorado. I I really liked that. I thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool. The stuff with, uh, you know, Audrey and Duke out there. I like the reveal of James being Sarah's son. I mean, that's pretty freaking huge. Right. And, uh, and, uh, Sadly for me, it also reminds it reminded me how, uh, you know, how all this comes about further in the se- it reminded me of things future uh, in, coming up in the se- in the series. So that's kind of a bummer because those won't be reveals for me because now that I've remembered them. But mm-hmm. but I, I really like that. I thought it was really cool. I definitely have issues with some of the characters and how they're written. And uh, and I'm not a fan of the last reveal whatsoever. And uh, so, I mean, I guess I have to put a number on it on the patent patent pending French meter. I would I'd give it a five. A though. five? What? A yeah. five? All a right. Five. Yeah. I just there's certain things I really don't like about it. So okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna give this an eight. I was like, this is fine. This is a good episode. This is a pretty good episode. Um, I'm shocked. Usually it's me being more critical. I think there's there's a little bit of messiness. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like I, I kind of that's kind of like my one thing. I'm like, it's a little messy. The storyline gets a little messy with like Tommy and Nathan's where there's a little bit of like, where is everyone? What's everyone doing? Like they're here. They're there. And uh, it's a little it's the space isn't established. Right. Like a, a firm timeline isn't like as um, tactile as I, I would like. But. Um, and the older sister is a bit ridiculous. She's about the only thing she's kind of I'm like, okay, like that's extreme. But then again, maybe there's people like that that are like you'd be you're shocked sometimes by how uh, aggressive people can be. 
Um, so, you know, I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, we finally got a reveal on the bolt gun killer. Uh, it gotten kind of to the point where I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to, I like, let's find out the bolt gun killer. I'm kind of sick of like, uh, you know, dancing around it and shit. Let's get to it. And they did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, they did. They gave you the bolt gun killer. So what are the character moments you're saying you didn't like, or you didn't agree with? Okay, so kind of, uh, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what you thought of Moira, because I thought Moira was absolutely yeah, fucking over, ridiculous. She's over the top, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't blame the actor. I mean, she's just doing, you know, she's just, you know, doing the line she's given. But I mean, I just find her to be completely ridiculous. I mean, she's like, you know, <laughs> she has, you know, ah, fuck it. You know, I, I can shoot, kill anyone. Who cares? Hey, you know. They waste more money in a month in a day than I can make in a month. So, you know, you know, I'll kill all of those fuckers, you know. And and like that one point, she's like, uh, well, take the gun. And if you have to shoot them, you know, you can always bring the poor sucker back. I mean, she's just the biggest fucking asshole character. I mean, they finally created a character I like less, I like less than Chris Brody. But that's by design. You're supposed to hate her guts. Like. Whereas Chris Brody, you're not, um, you're supposed to be like, oh, what a rascal. But I kind of like him. But, you know, you're kind of like, what an asshole. I don't like him I, at all. I don't like him at <laughs> all. Get the fuck no. out. Uh, whereas her, she's designed to be hated. So I would say if you, like, hated her and aren't sympathizing with her at all, it's 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 a bit of, like, a blunt object in terms of, like, getting you to sympathize with Noel. Right, is they make her horrible and tie up Noel in this twisted relationship with her older sister. Um, it's a little like heavy handed to get us to be like, oh, she's the nice sister, she's the like evil sister. Uh, but you know, that's kind of what they're going for. But if, if you hate, if you if you feel something about her that's not like apathy or like ridicule, you're like, the f-, you know, like, like, uh. <laughs> I, I still think it's ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't buy okay. the character whatsoever. I, I just, no, there's no way, you know, no, it's just, I, I don't buy it. No way. What? There's, there's no way. What? Someone could be that terrible to their sibling. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I just don't buy how cavalier she is with, with, with killing people, how shitty yeah, I can, I can understand being shitty to her, her sister. You know, there's, there's relationships like, like that. There's people who have that. You know, fortunate for me, I ne- really have never ha- had that. But uh, all right, but you got to imagine her ideas of like life and death are completely warped because of her knowledge of her sister's trouble from when they were. It sounds like she's known since they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her idea of like what the boundary, you know, for the normal world, the boundary of life and death is a hard line in the sand, right? Yeah, crossover, and you know, there's no, there's no coming back. There's no. No refund on that one. Uh, but for her, death is something that could be temporary, right? Like her sister can bring people back, especially in terms of like violent deaths, like shooting someone with a gun. So I think it would, to me, I think it does make a little more sense that her idea of like consequences are like, because that's the biggest consequence, right? When the idea of consequences, the ultimate consequence is well, then, then things, but you know, at, at a baseline, the ultimate consequence is death, right? And you know, when you're like, can't get any worse, or you know, the only thing that could be worse is that you know, worst case scenario, we all die, right? They're, <laughs> they're right. not really a worst case scenario. So, like for her, that's invalidated. So her ideas, I think, of life and death are 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 more casual 
than they would be to you or I, right? Like I, we, I wouldn't shoot someone in the head just or like, you know, I struggle with, I would struggle with, I'd have to find a pretty crazy reason to shoot someone in the head. It had to be like self-defense or like defending someone or something like that. Um, and then I would still, I don't know if I could do it. Her, you know, it's different because she knows they can come back. So it's something more casual. It's almost like playtime, right? Which then makes the fact that her sister let the dad die, you know, more insulting to her. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, it's heavy handed. I agree. But I think uh, there's, I think there's reason to why she's so casual about murder. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I can see your, your point points on that. And, you know, maybe, maybe you move me a smidge, but uh, it's <laughs> a just 5. a smidge. One. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I just don't, don't, don't like it. And <clears throat> we make Tommy the bolt gun killer, but then we clearly have a picture of fucking Grady using the bolt gun to kill the, the, the girl by the, the woman by the ATM. How, how are they going to clean that shit up? Huh? Well, I, <laughs> I think we know how that's going to get uh, as, as memories resurface of the show. Uh, that's not an error. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't have memories beyond the, uh, you know how that uh, of, how that gets cleaned up to, of to what i think i remember and what i suspect i don't think that's an error that there's a picture of grady holding the bolt gun but tommy's the bolt gun killer um but that's okay but that's yeah and i think we discussed this off air like uh the possibility of what's gonna happen yeah we we did this discuss that off off air and uh you know i if, if what we discuss comes to be, you know, but uh, you know what? You're right. If, if what, what we discussed uh, comes to be, that explains a whole lot of shit. So, yeah. so I think, I think it makes sense. It's just right now it doesn't make sense. Cause we're, you know, we still don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, but from what I remember, we will get the, all the pieces and it will, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're, you're right. I, I I think we we, <laughs> I, we did identify this and because uh, we're and, like for the listeners obviously we're talking about a conversation you guys uh, aren't privy to, but after I think we did the second episode, we were talking after we we're done recording and we we're like I was we we're talking about it just a bit after and I was like I think this you know X is what happens later on in the season you were like yeah I think you're right like I'm pretty sure it, it is X, um or like at least or i had half of it and you had half of it i think yeah I was like, we, doesn't x happen you're like oh but y happens and we're like oh okay so, so this is yeah, like yeah. A z uh, you know i i totally forgot about that while i was right uh you know you know and then the, the part two of the magic hour is actually written by ernst and dunn so big episode then would have been great to get a commentary for these uh yes kind of crazy that there's no commentary for this is a this, this is, is, is this our first two-parter uh of this season for sure have we gotten two parters before like a traditional two-parter that says part one and part two on it because there's like at the end of season two there's episode the the final episodes are like pretty close in succession to each other uh but i think this is the first time we've really gotten yeah uh, this is the first two-parter yeah yeah, a traditional two-parter yeah so big cliffhanger moment like because i know um what Audrey part like I, I kind of consider like roots 
or Andre Parker's day off. Like the, the there's the Chris Brody like trilogy, right? In the middle of season two or <laughs> stuff like <laughs> and stuff like that. But this is the first like traditional uh part one, part two. And it ends on the like, you know, we've had like mysterious endings, but I don't know if we've had like a cliffhanger quite like this before. No, I don't think we have had one, uh, you know, quite quite like this outside of like, you know, the end, you know, at the this end of a season cliffhanger, you know, not necessarily really episode to episode cliffhanger. But like I said, it, it is really one one big episode. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's kind of cool that it leaves as a cliffhanger. You're really trying to get me to move this score up, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, I uh, I. I but I feel it. I, I, I think reading... as I go through things, <laughs> you know, some of the, some of that that will come back. But yeah. I, uh, I've been reading uh, how to influence or whatever. I <laughs> I can't even convincingly pull that off. I don't even know what the book's called. How to can how to how to make friends and influence people? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think it is something like that. Whatever. Yeah. No, I haven't been reading it, but uh, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say my first... persuasive arguments. I was going to say first, you know, listeners might be surprised, you know, that, that we actually talk to each other besides when we're on <laughs> the podcast. So, uh, yeah, guys, the second normally the second we're done, I'm like, I'm like, fuck off, you know, just yeah. cancel the, the Zoom call. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm writing you out of the will. You know, you're, you're a bad seed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So but, you know, because we try to unlike matt mcginnis we kind of try to toe the line of what we talk about for future stuff we don't really want to in case anyone in case the off chance anyone is watching this uh like episode to episode uh you know you know watch an episode listen to this you know and we don't want to spoil future things for that in case that's the format they take and that's why we try to do the season overviews at the end of the season to kind of talk about everything once we know the whole picture of what we're talking about. Right, right. And uh, I did this week go through and check everywhere but Tubi that that I have access to, and it's still not available anywhere free. So, yeah. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I didn't, you know, I had suspected it was going to be Tommy, obviously, as I just revealed my our hand that... Uh, when we talked about it, I was like, I think Tommy's a bad, Tommy's the bad seed. Tommy's getting rid of, written out of the will. And we're not bringing him <laughs> on as, a, as a guest anymore, even though we, we like his hats. Uh, but I, but I, you know, it was just the sloppiness, right? It was like the, you left your GPS search history. Like, was that a Haven PD car? Or is that his from Boston? Yeah. See, uh, that that i i don't know i mean he, I, he came with his own car right like so or, or the person maybe maybe the car the person he killed and buried in the woods that might be the car right so i yeah because uh were those different cars i don't recall if they were different cars the one he buried he had the body in or but nathan does say oh, it's your car dude he's like, yeah he's like you want to tommy's like you want to drive and he's like it's your car you drive yeah <laughs> but you know while, while we're talking uh, about the the scene with the navigation system like uh, so I, i've got fucking i got two beefs with that with, okay. with that scene so first off when he's looking at the navigation system and he gives Audrey coordinates, those coordinates are not displayed on that navigation system while ah, he's saying it. he's just reading off fucking random numbers that uh, they wrote in the script. That's so, fine. That's fine. Ah, no, but then when he's looking at his at the search uh, at his history log, why is uh, you know 
Kitchener's Mill, you know, Route 17, the second one from the top. I mean, wouldn't that be what down towards the bottom? He hasn't needed it since like the early days, right? Like that was when he, you know, earlier when he got into Haven, he did that. And since then he's familiarized. Since then, he has seen that Audrey has a paper map, you know, and now he's kind of gone the same route. He's like, you know what? I should use a paper map. Oh my God. Uh, geez. That's, uh, or maybe it's like reverse. Maybe the search history was like, uh, earlier stuff. Right. And then, you know, as you scroll down, it would come to the more recent, some things default to that setting. Uh, I was dealing, what am I, what am I something recently where I was trying to look through stuff and it was starting at the earliest. And I had to scroll down to the more recent shit. I was like, who sets this as the default setting? So just saying it could happen. Oh boy, yeah, you, you carry the writer's water there. Yeah, there you, you there you go. Writer stick whatever, together. You know, hey, all right, okay. But the real reason is that you don't want to watch him scroll through twenty fucking addresses. The real reason is he needs to, you know, in terms of like time and like uh, viewer attention span, you need to get through that. Like, you know, once he goes to look through the GPS, you're like, oh, if he's got to find it, right? You only show a lot of them if he's not going to find it. If he's going to find it, you just put it at the top. So like. You know what I mean? It's TV. You know, you got to expedite something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear go with I, the default setting. <laughs> uh, uh, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, but okay. But just the fact of Nathan just you know, reading off random numbers that are not displayed on it. I mean, you know, well, it's so. like uh, earlier he did the police code uh, that, you know, they the, the, like, we got a 316 or whatever it was. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, not, a, ten, it it was a 10 something. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't a real thing. Uh, all right, but you know, hey, I mean, well, they're I, playing I actually, fast and loose, okay? Because yeah, I paused and uh, you know, like read, you know, what was on the damn de- <laughs> device. I mean, and I do shit like that. I mean, I, I I paused on the screen where they had the the name of the hotel. So uh, was it in, day day something? Danville, yeah, Danville, it was the Danville yes, Danville Motel. Yeah, and uh, I th- I thought it was really I thought it was really funny that uh, the Danville Hotine Hotine Hotel the hotel said uh, your sign said Co- color cable TV and air conditioning I'm like uh, what there's hotels that still have black and white TVs and no air conditioning yeah. it's like this old rural hotel you know yeah I can see but- it. But the sign didn't look really aged at all. So they, yeah. they keep it up with paint. They paint, you know, but it's the it's an old sign that they paint, you know, they keep upkeep. Well, instead of making out, they should have been watching some, uh, you know, color cable TV, enjoying that AC while they were drinking those uh, frosty beers because uh, there's no bars in town, which is uh, not, not true in Netherland. And uh, and uh, I don't the, think it was a bar type of night. Yeah, it was, it was a hang. It was a, you know, uh, a dark, a dark analogy. I make, but it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a dog un- going under the porch when they're gonna die moment. Like for Audrey, it's like a like hiding from the world moment. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I can see that. Okay, uh, another thing I really, uh, really don't like is. Uh, you know, they, they discover this, uh, Ar, you know, Arla Kogan, you know, James's wife. Yeah. And then they, they just write her, oh, she killed herself. You know, oh, you know, no, we can't solve any mystery here because she killed herself. Well, mm. that's for now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I just, I hate that. I just think it's late. It's a lazy, lazy writing. 
Uh, what, that she killed herself or that they're not going to yeah. look into it more? Yeah, you know, well, it, you know, and then in the Colorado Kid, the the, the well, novel. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I should save. I don't want to give reveals from the Colorado Kid because, you know, that, that's that was one of our uh, troubled with extra syrup at, episodes. So well, hold on, you, hold on, hold on. you want that information. You need to become a, one of our troubled, uh, one of our Patreon members. Yeah. Okay. Become so, a, a tourist. Well, answer the question. Is it is it that she commits suicide or is it that they're not they're not upset they're not like we need to we need to figure that that out right now which one of those was your reason for not liking that i just i just didn't like it because like you know well no we just shut the door on that you know we'll just kill her off so that way you know you can't get any answers for now i mean yeah they if she's alive they're gonna find out too much too fast right uh one of the number one things regard like in writing is uh, control of information right uh you f- control the flow of information uh so if you're giving out too much too fast it kind of fucks up the pace so they gotta you know they gotta pull they gotta show you the card then they gotta pull it away shuffle it back in the deck and then we gotta wait to redraw it later you know so i don't think it's the last we've heard of her uh i'm assuming we'll find out more but for now it's kind of like just wait we got other big things to talk about right like let's not get lost in you know, if, if if they went on that tangent, then you would be like, wait, but what happened to, you know, OK, OK. So for a good example, uh, do you remember the Doctor Who episode? Let's kill Hitler. It was a Matt Smith episode, but it was the first episode. So it was the in season six, they split in half. So they did six, a six B. And at the end of six, a um, Amy and Rory's child. Sorry, if you guys don't watch Doctor Who, you're gonna be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But let me just get to it. Their child gets kidnapped. They never see it again. They later find out because they can see the child was con- the night it was conceived was on the TARDIS. It's got like TARDIS energy. So it's technically the child. Melody is like a time lord. They name her Melody after Amy's childhood friend. Turns out the baby fucking grows up to become their childhood friend because she can uh, regenerate like uh, time lords do. Uh, and then they uh, Melody Melody goes running through time and shit like that. And they got to go chase her. And she wants to go kill Hitler. But halfway through the episode, Hitler gets like knocked out or something and they forget about Hitler completely. And the whole Hitler World War World War Two storyline gets completely 100 percent dropped and forgotten, never mentioned again. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Like Hitler just saw all these people come from the future and try to kill him like or like, why would you want to go? Why did you want to go kill Hitler? Why did we even go here? none of the things you guys started this shit and didn't resolve it. And then they get caught up in the melody shit. Cause she turns out to be river song. Yep. So like, you know, you get caught up in that so much, you know, this, I think, you know, uh, what's the writer's name again? Um, Oh, the, the uh, showrunner. Oh, uh, I got, got Moffat. Yeah. Stephen Moffat got, you know, kind of caught up, you know, it was like, Oh yeah, let's kill Hitler. And it's this fun storyline. And then he gets caught up so much in the river song stuff that he never comes back. And so I think if we started focusing on Arla Kogan, we might not come, we don't have enough time to come back, right? To, to finishing out Jane's stuff and figuring out that James is the baby. Yeah, I see, I see your, I, I see your point, even though that's not the, the best ever, uh, the, the Doctor Who one was not the best ever, let's go back and kill, back in time and kill Hitler. That was done by the Chappelle show when the time haters went back to, and like killed Hitler. So, and if you're not familiar with the time haters, they were a bunch of pimps that <laughs> could travel in time. And uh, right. that was uh, hilarious. 
especially yeah. when one's like kicking Hitler in the ass. It's just so funny, but nonetheless, but I see your point of, about Arla and uh, I don't it's remember too- if there's more to Arla or not. I can't, I can't recall, but I, just- I, would, I would have good faith. Uh, I have faith that there's more to Arla. I don't remember at this point, but I, I'm pretty confident. We'll at least find out what happened, right? Maybe we won't get like a full dossier on the situation, but we'll at least have a conclusion to what happened there yeah um but we had we had things to tie up in that episode if we went down the arla thing right if, if this was like a audio drama like a podcast that was like investigatory then like yeah then we could you know you can kind of you have time to kind of go down tangents and explore since it's all kind of discussion um but they had to get back to haven right so we got to kind of and we got to wrap up this old lady yeah yeah you know so i uh i you know like i said i i get it i i I get it. So, but you know, I did lo- love the reveal of uh, you know Colgan being James Colgan being Sarah's son. I thought that was really cool. Uh-huh. But then, like I said, it it fired it that flashed the memory, and and I remembered all about James's background stuff. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, how he came to be and stuff, which uh, was uh, actually a. I, I don't. I'm not going to talk about any any, yeah. any of that though. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I really like that. Now, I I don't like that uh, Duke's comment about, I'm imagining you as a redhead. And you're a genius. I have an idea. I, that would have been the first idea I came up with when I was uh, when I was at the nursing home and realized. To trick she, this old lady? Yes, I would have, definitely. <laughs> not, not the first time. But, you know, once you go in there and she realizes she has Alzheimer's. And uh, then I would have been like, once they got kicked out, I've been like, dude, I'm coming back next time as Sarah. And, you know, I'm going to get the truth out of her. Eh, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have come up with that like, I, at the time. Because she knows Sarah's she knows Sarah's a redhead. And, and she, you know, because she's seen pictures of Sarah. And then she also knows. And then, you know, June flat out says, you know, you changed your hair. Why? All right. I mean, you're also reading the signs that the writers are giving you because like the writers are building like, you know, uh, waypoints to, to, you know, because, right, I've said this before, where they want us to get right on the cusp of like, they want us to feel like, aha, like I knew that's what they should have done instead of being like, oh, you know, instead of peer surprised. So I think, you know, it's easy to say, you know, now, like, oh, I would have done this because we read the waypoints like well enough. But I, I don't know if I would have in the moment actually have come up with that personally. But it's good if we were partners and we we're working together, then uh, at least one of us would have. Well, you know, <laughs> unless we tried to do an escape room and uh, which <laughs> I personally do not. I, I do not hold us at fault for that. That was a defective escape room. Because when it takes takes the guy 10 minutes to show us how to get into the secret room <laughs> to, to get the laser to work properly, and we were aiming it at the right place, and it just, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. In my mind, I give us, I count us a success, so. <laughs> or at least it's a, it's, a, it's a scratch, right? It's a no result. A wash, yeah. Not, not yeah. A, NA, not applicable. Yeah. So, you know, but there was, there was cool things. I liked that they brought Laverne back, you know, she talked to him on the, you know, over the walkie and <laughs> yeah. told him about how the girls were orphans and that they did when her dad was alive, they lived in the cabin. So, you know, that, that, that was cool. Uh, you answered one of my questions in the summary. I was going to ask if Tommy, did he, did he get the girl? Like, did he shoot her? Or did she like, I didn't know. I couldn't tell if she like fell, like slipped and like managed to dodge a bullet or if he like clipped her. Uh, but it sounds like you conclusively said he shot her. 
since you watched part two. Uh, yeah, I, I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny that. So we'll. Uh, yeah, it's the answer. That's a yes. A yeah, yes where I, I can't actually say yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did that look like Colorado to you? Since we have firsthand knowledge of Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I thought I, I thought they, you know, well, obviously the first scene where they're driving into the town of Nederland, which uh, if you were a Patreon member, we discussed Nederland, you know, pretty in depth in a pretty in depth manner in uh, our uh, Colorado kid episode of Troubled with Extra Syrup. And, you know, I, I think about you really want to listen to that pizza place he went to. Yeah, because, you know, and and, and you, you had mentioned it. So I, I thought he did a good job of trying to do it by like pine trees and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought I, I thought I could. I could I could buy buy that. I'm sure um, they obviously didn't actually film it in Colorado, yeah, it, but <laughs> I thought they did a good I thought they did a good enough job of making it look like Colorado. Yeah, and, it's one of those things that if you were front like there, I was like, yeah, it's not Colorado, but it's like enough, you know what I mean? That I'm like, ah, like it'd be one thing if there was like palm trees around and shit, you'd be like, what? Um, but you know, I think they did a, a decent, a fine job. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I, uh, you know, I, I lived in Colorado around 20, you know, almost 20 years. And I, you've lived there a little longer because uh, you lived with me every year I was there. So and then you stayed at longer before I left before you. So I got going when the going was good, though. Of that time, I don't recall ever hearing of any lumberjack tournaments in Netherlands. So, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, what is in Netherlands? The, the uh, and then well, hey, 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 yeah, okay. hey, that's for patreon uh, but yeah i thought they did a good thing but that was one like you mentioned earlier how, you know i mean because there's a lot of big information in this one and uh god i feel my score rising which is <laughs> 5.2 like it's like but like i said i've just had a really had a hard time really wrapping my head around this episode and how i felt about it okay. and i think moira really fucking poisoned the well for me on this yeah and I, could uh, see. I mean yeah that's pretty much the one thing that i think is pretty damnable and i can understand really lowering the score because of her presence uh yeah as much yeah. as i was like defending her position it's not like i'm also i'm not a champion of her position i'm not like yeah she's great like <laughs> yeah. uh, i can see what they were doing and not great but make her a regular cast member you know <laughs> yeah. but not enough to like you know it didn't really hurt my enjoyment as much as i was like okay uh yeah. okay okay so real quick real quick without giving any details don't give a single detail what did you give the score for part two well i didn't do part two yet well you watched I, I mean, it all right all right just a uh, gut gut you don't have to know calculations. Don't get the notes. Just a gut instinct. What'd you give part two? Probably six to seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, cause there's a hell whole hell of a lot of Moira. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that, that's, that's it. That's all. That's all I'll say about it. So, man, I said no details. You just had to sleep. Well, what would in. you think? Obviously. Well, yeah, but I, I said, I said no details. All right. Um, all right, you you have editing capability, so I'm gonna put a giant bleep over that. Yeah, so I will I will say it cleanly, so you can uh, edit. No, 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 no. You're good. You're oh, good, you're good. Okay. Um. Uh. So would you say? Do you think that the story? Hmm. How do I say this? Like sometimes a particular half is better than the other. Would you say that this story 
one half is better than the other, that one has to carry the weight of the other? Or do you think they like strengthen each other? Like, because it could yeah. be like, like the Hobbit, right? Where it's like the third one sucks. The third one's total shit. So it's kind of like, oh, ugh, you know, like you ruined it. And it's like two did a lot of the heavy lifting for you in terms of like the overall score of this story broken up into three movies. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and Peter Jackson just like he broke the Beatles up into like three, you know, basically movies because uh, they're very, very long. So, that, you know, for those who don't know, Peter Jackson, uh, Apple TV is uh, no, it's a Disney, it's Disney, excuse me. So Disney Plus, they are, you know, Peter Jackson did like a documentary, uh, you know, with tons and tons of real footage of the Beatles, you know, that, you know, like, uh, so I think it's like three, two hour, like, like events, you know, shows. And Disney wanted them to scrap the foul language and smoking, but uh, Ringo and Paul said no. No, that's you know, th- th- that's how we talked and what how we lived back then. So, which I agree with. Uh, I kind of would. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but it sounds very interesting. I would actually probably like to watch that. Well, I logged you into my Disney Plus. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, on topic. Do you think uh, the the episodes strengthen each other? Is it better? Is it better to watch Magic Hour as like a whole, or is it like? you know, one piece kind of like, I, I think it's other. better to watch it as a whole. I really, I really, I really do. Yeah. You know, you know, and I get the, the cliffhanger, which is cool having a cliffhanger episode, you know, damn, I got to wait a week to know the answer to this, which is, you know, become, you know, something a lot of people aren't really fans of anymore because of the way Netflix and, you know, prime work. Cause you know, at least in the old, usually prime used to drop a whole season of everything yeah but but now with wheel of time which by the way is awesome folks you want to you want to watch wheel of time even if you even if you're not you never read the books like like i have you you want to it's really really right right so people aren't as used to cliffhangers as they used to be right exactly but uh, i do think this works better uh in totality when you watch both if you watch both episodes back to back that would be my recommendation but but you know a a lot of my view was i forgot about our our conversation about Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and when i now thinking back of our conversation everything's different really about how i see this so yeah it's control of information it changes how you Mm -hmm. see things depending on what information you have yeah Uh, yeah uh, i thought it was a good cliffhanger the only thing is like the mechanic for you know oh my god nathan's dead you know the mechanic to getting yourself out of that is introduced so aggressive you know it's it's just you're like well i wonder how he's gonna come back like (laughs) yeah because we know he's we know he's not gonna stay dead right you know yeah i mean that would be a shocker if he just died and was just gone forever i'd be like what the fuck uh but we all know you know uh, that Noel is going to bring him back at some point in episode two. Just how it's going to happen is a question, but uh, and we know, and it's nice, you know. They also introduced a time lock. I've talked about time locks before. You know, it has to be done before sunset. So we got a ticking because yeah, uh, that didn't work out for old uh, Charlie Carter. Yeah. So uh, wonder if he's any relation to Jimmy Carter. Probably, and, uh, it's probably his like brother or like great. Well, that was Billy Carter, uh, the, the Elkie. <laughs> so. Uh, this is the secret brother, the one he's even oh. worse. No one wanted <laughs> the illegitimate brother. Uh, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, yeah, he didn't, didn't even have the Carter last yeah. name. He changed it himself when he was a grown man. 
Exactly. Well, he had to go by his like middle name, so he was like Charlie Checker, Charlie yeah, Checker, Charlie Checker Carter. So you know he had to go by Charlie Checker his whole life. Now that he's older, he's like fuck it. Like no one's gonna remember it. I'm changing back, taking him, taking the Carter name back. There's you know dramatic shots of Jimmy burning the family documents of his brother. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, and one 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 thing I didn't I. I, I I didn't like about about the episode was uh and this is this is something we've discussed b- before but you know you know I actually you know I I like the safe house you know I thought it was pretty cool that they have the symbol up I just I, I just don't buy into the troubles being outside of Haven I mean I <laughs> what, still the, just don't the national the fucking country cross country underground railroad yeah. I was like what why do you yeah. need people in Colorado like how widespread is is this like a global thing or is there there people in like sri lanka or fucking like uh like uganda that have fucking troubles that like you know are look like what the hell is this you know well you know it just because i just don't think it works as a concept because yeah these people would be having troubles out there where there's not they're not in a town where there's people who will cover it up people who you know can help them and you know and understand it so we'd be hearing news stories about you know woman uh (laughs) causes storm that wipes out a whole neighborhood and you know alien ships you know the, the mother ship destroyed a whole neighborhood, you know? So I, it's just, you know, and that, 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 and that's not really about this episode to be honest. That's really just the larger concept. But I maybe think. all major historical figures are troubled people, right? What if King Arthur's trouble was something about transmuting stone into swords or some shit. And Jack the Ripper was so, you know, the, like the shadow killer, right? Uh, the, the blind man, uh, whatever the fuck his name was uh what if he what if somebody with a trouble like that was jack the ripper gandhi had basically chris brody's (laughs) uh ability thornton thornton yeah thornton so if they if they brought that up yeah then maybe i could like mm, still not love it but i'd be like well okay that's kind of cool like alexander the great had something um you know (laughs) Benjamin Franklin had the electricity power trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be uh that that'd be interesting. But yeah, I just, you know, and, and like it, I said, uh, I, yeah, I know. had the same thing where I was like, okay, like the troubled are in Colorado, like they have an underground railroad. And why do they need this? Like, like really, I mean, so in Haven it makes sense because it's a hot, it's a hot spot, right? There's so many of them <laughs> right. that it draw, but it's like one case. And like, what are the odds that someone in like, you know, uh, anywhereville, Idaho, are gonna find out about the fucking guard and get to the the safe house in Colorado, like in the mountains? Like what? Like how how? Or or if someone's like in Odessa, Texas, if someone's in like Mobile, Alabama, like how the fuck are they getting to anywhere that you know? How are they? What are they on the internet? Is there like a chat room? Is there? Like a subreddit, what what's mm. going? How are they dark, finding this stuff out? Dark web, you know, the guards got like some like four chan site, like yeah, on the yeah. Dark you, web. You imagine you know? you, I was like, Dwight looks like a total four chan guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they, they they sure bandwidth with QAnon or yeah, something. I yeah, mean, that, just he he got rid of the bulletproof <laughs> vest with the the guard logo and got one with a big Q. Uh, yeah. 
it's just uh yeah i mean it, it's just one of those things i don't i, I don't like like about the about the show but uh you know i still love the show so it's not you know what would be cool is if we found out there was a town in colorado that was a lot like haven with like analogs to like audrey nathan not exactly right we can't have two audrey's but like you know a, a, a fbi agent that showed up in town and like you know I mean that would be awesome. I I, <laughs> I I would posit it to be bolder, but uh, not yeah. enough, not enough hippies a, a anywhere else. But bolder, Netherland. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of. I just I just don't like the. I have to agree that I don't like the troubled people outside of Haven thing because it's just like, what's the scale? You know what I mean? It's um. There's just the rules aren't established on that where it's like, OK, so is this like, OK, so like the TV show Heroes, right? In the first episode, mm -hmm. it's established that it happens to anyone across the world, right? right. Japan, India, uh, New York, California, Texas, like uh, South America, Africa, like it's pretty firmly established right immediately that these this could happen anywhere in the world to anyone. Uh, no prerequisites. So here it's just always like muddy where it's like, well. It seemed like it was just people who were like in families from Haven. Um, well, I guess I don't know how long Ray's family was in Haven or anything like that. But like at the beginning, it seems like it's just localized to people in Haven or people with families that have been in Haven for a long time. And then and then it's apparently everyone all over the world. It's just kind of confusing. Is it only America? What's the deal? Well, considering the British uh, guy had it. Lewis Puffle had it, you know, and he he, he was British, and then uh, uh, he, what is it, Ian from uh, Game of Thrones? Well, he's you know? playing an American, though. Yeah, he did play it as American. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. So. But the other guy was definitively like had a British accent, um, oh. a thick one, one where it's like, yeah, you didn't grow up here, uh, even though I think in the episode I was trying to defend it. Um, it's very obvious. Oh, and then the clone. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cornell. Cornell, yeah, yeah. Uh, my mind, I, I, was, I was coming up with Cornelius and Stanford. So I was thinking, <laughs> and, you know, Cornelius and, and Fancy University and, uh, yeah, Cornell. So boom. now you know how that French noggin works. That's right. <laughs> so. I was like, I know it's a college. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the college Andy went to in the office. So I was like, Cornell. Hey, uh, are you surprised Duke doesn't like hockey? uh no not even the slightest no. what, i mean no. what do you think duke likes any kind of sport no no i don't think uh you know i i think uh i think old papa papa crocker uh simon little, uh, he forced him to play little league with nathan so i don't think uh. <laughs> yeah i don't think he had a choice so. well, he had to train his arm for throwing the throwing star the throwing yeah. stars right yeah because yeah. that's the always the most effective way to kill somebody you know with <laughs> with a trouble yeah uh. <laughs> i mean you know you throw the star at him but then you got to get some of the blood on you so <laughs> well yeah you take the star out of him uh, i guess yeah or they pull it out and toss it aside and you go pick it up and it's got the blood on it um yeah you don't yeah. leave a throwing star in you you know you, you always try to pull it out yeah. Even if well, you know, I get, you know, the, the lore and we're not talking about uh, Ernst and Dunn's seven years of lore, you know, a myth and mythology. I'm talking about like just from when I was a kid, the throwing star lore was that, uh, you know, if you hit someone like in the corner of the eye, you could actually kill them with a throwing star. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And, uh, I would assume you could kill someone by hitting them in the eye like with it. 
like if you hit them hard enough. Yeah, you just, you know, that. But, you know, it was the in the 80s, man. Kids were fascinated with being ninjas. I'm telling you. It was... I think that's a pretty, like, uh, that translates. I would imagine, I would I would guess 90s kids would be more into ninjas. Um, well, they want to be ninjas because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shit. I was thinking you know? Mortal Kombat, but Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. also. There's a lot. And so admittedly, there were more turtles. I'm sorry, more ninjas. <laughs> there were definitely more, more turtles, turtles in the 90s. Uh, there's more ninjas in the 90s, I think. Uh, Got a fever and the only prescription is more turtles. turtles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which are a delicious candy, by the way. Yes. As uh, well. Now, I find with guys like Duke, guys who are on the prettier side, typically they don't have as much time for like sports a lot of the time. It's it's. It's you remember that movie when a date with Tad Hamilton, when he's like, look, if he says yes. he's not into sports, he's lying. But with a guy like Josh Demal, I would buy it that he's not into sports because he's got to, you know, work on his figure and stuff like that and take care of himself. Yeah, he uh, the rest of us schlubs. We have time for sports. We have time for <laughs> sports. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, actually, I liked when a date with Tad Hamilton. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, that's a good movie. That was good. Uh, I like Topher Grace. You know, you just I won't uh, go that far. All right. Come oh, on. come on. Don't be hard on. To- <laughs> you're holding you're going to hold it against him for uh, that Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Spider-Man 3 is not so much his fault as much as it's, you know, casting shouldn't have picked him. It's not like it's not like, oh, Topher, the role was written perfect for you. What were you doing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's good, obviously, in that 70s show. And surprisingly, I liked him in Predators, uh, the Robert Rodriguez one from 2010. I don't know if I remember that one. They kidnap, you know, so, you know, in the classic formula, the predator comes to earth and hunts people, right? And predators, they kidnap 10 of the best hunters in the world and drop them on a predator world. And then they got to survive against the predators. So there's a world where Topher is one of the 10 best hunters. Do you want me to tell you how? Well, it's like a mistake, obviously. So Adrian Brody's like this badass. Adrian Brody, surprisingly, is a badass, like mercenary guy. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Danny Trejo was like a cartel. Oh, I I did see that. I did see that. Oh, yeah. So spoilers ahead for Predators from 2010. There's been a lot of spoilers on uh, this this episode today. Three, two, one. Topher Grace is a doctor. And turns out he kills fuck tons of victims. So while he's not a traditional shoot him and stuff like that, the predators are just looking at his kill count, and his kill count's one of the highest on earth. <laughs> yeah, I had totally forgotten about that. But yeah, so, yeah. So at the end, as they're trying to kind of get away from the predators, he's kind of cut, you know, you know, doing what he can to make sure that they get killed instead of him, because whoever makes it to the end gets, I think, to survive. Wow. Isn't this cool how this all stemmed from, are you surprised Duke doesn't like <laughs> hockey? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, there you go. There's our predators podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it was, uh, I, I also like that he threw out, uh, you know, Hey, yeah. Talk about hockey. People like hockey. Uh, talk about the Colorado avalanche. I like the, th- you know, I like the, the shout out to the avalanche, my second favorite hockey team. Back on track here. Let's talk about Duke real quick. What did you think about the Duke Audrey Motel? Is it a hotel or motel? I thought it was a motel. But it was a motel. motel. I, okay. I I always mix them up, but you know, it it was a motel. So that I can. Confirm. What's the difference? A motor hotel? Is that like what a motel? I think so. But, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. 
you, you usually don't find uh, rooms rented for by the hour in a hotel, but you do in a motel. <laughs> and uh, right. So, what do you think of the romantic moments in the motel? Well, that's funny you asked me that because uh, that that I had uh, as a question for you as well. But I beat you to it. You got to answer it. You did. So the funny thing is, is I remember the first time I, I watched it back when I watched it, you know, like in what was it, 2012, whatever. Uh-huh. And I, I remember the first time I was all pissed off. I was like, that's bullshit. Audrey's <laughs> supposed to be for Nathan, you know, and that, that, that's horrible, you know. But then, you know, as we've been going through the, the rewatch and as we rewatch it now, I'm like, that doesn't bother me at all. Nathan's making out with Jordan whenever he gets a chance, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I, I thought they did a decent I thought they did a pretty good job with it. And you make it sound like it's all the time. They made out like what, twice or something? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know, just saying. So you make he, it sound, uh, he's like, OK, Audrey, Audrey, you know, getting off the phone to go make out with Jordan. They're like, Nathan, like. Chief Warnos, there's there's stuff you know. There's reports we follow. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. One minute, one minute. <laughs> you know, oh. Closing the blinds to his office. Uh, Nathan gets uh, Nathan gets mono and uh, yeah. no, but uh, but this time so, you didn't mind. No, this time I didn't mind. I thought I, I thought they wrote it well and it was well acted. It seemed organic and and pretty genuine to me. And you know, and you know, and I I get her. I don't know if I get her really want, being afraid to ruin the friendship sort of thing. 20 days is a lot of time. You can fix her friendship in 20 days. Yeah. Especially with guys. I mean, generally, you know, unless you're, you know, Nathan and his uh, feelings for Duke. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> but usually guys, yeah, you, you can pretty much, but uh, so it, I, I thought, I, I thought it was pretty good. And I, you know, I, and then like, I, I thought Eric played it well, like after, you know, she walks out, he kind of got that sad look on his face, but takes a swig of his beer, you know, I was, uh, you know, so I was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, I know nothing's going to come of this. Like, you know, it's this moment for drama, but I was just like, oh yeah, but then, you know, nothing's going to come of that. It's kind of like when she's with Chris Brody, you're like, yeah, this isn't going to last. This guy's an ass. Like it's just a, a, a countdown until it's just a countdown until this is over. Uh, so this sounds kind of like, Oh, but you know, I think like you said, uh, when, the, when the scene started and I was like, Oh God, here we go. Like, I was like, Ugh. but you know, I agree that I think it was done, you know, well, and you know, she's confronting her mortality. Uh, so I understand kind of her point, like, and, you know, like, oh, I just want to live, you know, and, you know, and this guy who's there for her while Nathan's, you know, obsessed with the mission. Uh, yeah. But it also continues the theme of Duke <laughs> just getting, getting the shit shot. on. Yeah. He's just like, oh, great. I'm that guy. A guy you kiss in a confused state and then want nothing to do with later. Fuck. Well, you know, Duke didn't get shot and killed in the episode. So, I mean. I think old Nathan got got the uh, El Shaftorama the most in this one. Yeah, but Nathan didn't get turned to like a hundred years old and has a kid out in the wild, you know, in you know somewhere in the country that he'll never get to meet or he'll die. Or he'll die. That's right. And uh, we, uh, I was like, Duke's uh, Duke's Duke's taking some hits. I don't know. <laughs> 
Nathan's know. Nathan's dad, a... Nathan's real dad died in a you know a rock, you know a you know a sinkhole, and then his uh, beloved well that you know, dad exploded and uh, you know came back as a ghost, but yeah, I but mean, I wouldn't count. I don't know. I wouldn't count Max Hansen as part of like the tragedy. I mean, I assume Nathan's mom is dead. Or some time travel incident happened that she's been erased from existence because she's never mentioned. I, I mean, outside of like one time. Yeah, didn't they mention that she died in season one? Yeah, but it's it's barely just like she died, and like that's it. Yeah, it was with uh, Nathan's like really pouty pissy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think so I, I think I, I think I'd take cool with it. I think I'd be in Nathan. I'd rather be in Nathan's shoes than Duke. Uh, I'd rather get the being numb than uh, de- destined to be a killer. Well, Evie did betray him and then get murdered too. So that uh, that problem you know. solved itself. Look at that. She betrayed him. <laughs> Not going to betray him again. Well, you know, Ev- Evie and Duke were, I think, our first biracial couple in uh, Haven. But in uh, this episode, we got the Hamiltons, you know, Frederica. Uh, what about Ray? Ray, Ray. The Ray, music Ray. guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, I really, I really liked the, you know, the diversity of the casting. And, you know, I thought uh, it was really cool because Lizzie, you know, so they found a child actor. I assumed that was child actor and not, not related to either of the other actors when I looked <laughs> at the cast list. But she looked like she could be their daughter. It was pretty, pretty good casting. I thought it's pretty, pretty yeah. slick. You know, even though I didn't like them naming her Lizzie, I mean that should be saved for uh, Dwight's daughter, late daughter. So you know, can't was... reuse Lizzie. <laughs> that, that, that's Dwight's daughter's name, is yeah. Uh, but that's like a common, um, that's a common name. Well, apparently it's common in Haven. Yeah. So I, I buy that Elizabeth. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not saying uh, you know um, Lizzie Hendrickson is the only Lizzie within three states, you know, no, I just, you know, come on, show some, uh, just on the show, show some deference. Uh, Uh, (laughs) No, no. So I thought, I I just, I thought that, I thought that was really cool how they did that when, uh, with the daughter. And I actually, I really liked the opening scene, that that opening scene. I think it's, I think it's acted well. And uh, I really liked how it shot. It's really, it's really good scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The opening scene's pretty nice. Really Uh, good. I think until you see the blood dribbling down her mouth, that's kind of like stupid looking. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah. (laughs) But the rest of it. But before that, I was like really into. I was like, whoa, like this is dramatic. Uh, So there's that. Also, the actress that played Rika, Lisa Berry, uh, was in Supernatural a bunch. Not in any of the seasons I watched, but she was in Supernatural as a character named Billy, uh, as a show that we bring up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how far did you, did you get far enough to see her. I think she was like, uh, in the later seasons. I don't know how far you got. Uh, I, she looked familiar to me, so I, I you know, because uh, gosh, uh, so it ended what like last year in 2020? I think 2019. 2019, I think I got to like 2016. Oh, okay, so she showed up at said in 2015 for the first time. I think because she 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 looked familiar to me. I'd seen her in something else. So, uh, other guest stars we have as the beloved Moira is an actress named Claudia Black, who stars in the video game series Uncharted with Emily Rose. 
uh, listeners, I've bought my father all the Uncharted games and he can't play them. <laughs> I, I I can't get beyond the, the, the first kind of challenge. I keep getting killed on the boat. <laughs> so, Got to get your friend to help you. So what did you think about Rika's hit and run accident? It's just really violent. Yeah, that was uh that was horribly violent. I was shocked. I was really shocked by that, man. They even showed the you know, showed the not just hitting her, but then rolling over her. You know, so uh you know that, that reminds me of what I found uh the most graphic uh kind of car hit and run scene I've ever seen. Yeah, I know you're gonna know which one I'm refer- referencing. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's a pretty that, infamous scene. Um, that is, you know, so this isn't as bad as that, but this was pretty intense for Haven and network television. I was, uh, I was pretty surprised by that. Now, I'm not saying that's, a, you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, I was like, you know, hey, you know, they're pulling out all the stops. They're making this incredibly graphic. Yeah, there's no way she could have lived through this. Right. Well, they need to translate that information of like, yeah, she didn't survive. She's 100% dead. Because uh, if she gets like kind of hit, you're like, well, maybe she lived. I got to show you, you know, she gets hit and then run over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the this I swear I, I say this almost every every freaking episode. I mean, uh, they just let Jordan go straight into Nathan's office and wait there, you know, without him, you know. Well, now, I mean, listen to what you're saying. He's, he's making out with her every chance he gets. They know that's the chief's girlfriend now. Like, she's cool. Yeah. So, they I guess. Duke in. He's yeah. a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess they don't even stop anyone. I guess I think anyone literally, literally could walk in. So uh, anyone has literally walked in all the yeah. time. So, but yeah, I, I just feel like I have I have to mention it just because you know well, I'm a you ra- know, rational human being, and uh, they don't have like a hangout spot like in a lot of TV shows. You know, it's like like uh, you know community. Oh, they got the study room, right? They don't have uh, Central Perk central perk friends the tv show friends oh, no, yeah. I, don't know. I don't watch friends no it's i hate that show it's horrible okay yeah. right seinfeld they got either jerry's apartment or the diner right? the diner yeah <laughs> um i was watching yeah. an episode today yeah yeah comedy central has uh like started bringing back seinfeld and i'm i'm seeing it uh, on more often and it it just reminds you of its greatness yeah it's a little dated it's very you know 90s but god it's still great so right so a lot of shows you know there's like the hangout there's the spot the common spot right like uh um or like i was watching you on netflix right his the bookstore he works that's kind of the common area where a lot of the characters you know seem to run into each other a lot you know so like haven doesn't really have the police station is that right so supporting characters need to be able to come in and out they can't just be like getting hassled by security you know well i think i think the hangout (laughs) the hangout in haven is the great goal yeah but what's the justification for like nathan's like oh i really got to solve this case as he's like sitting over a blooming onion you know what i mean like at the the great goal like that's not gonna work (laughs) he's got to be work you know this is intent or audrey can't be like you know like oh my god what's the hunter and then takes like a sip of like a, a margarita i think they could myself but you know they're they're functioning alcoholics no i think you know there's that central place where a lot of characters tend to like pool in and haven pd is one of is the spot you know because they're cops that they're they're workaholics 
Uh, I mean, cause that's the other thing is they love working. You know what I mean? They're dedicated workers. They're not, you know, yeah, but and, they're and not the, like Seinfeld where they all are slackers, you know, and they're fuck but, offs. But, but the gray goal makes sense. Cause a uh, high percentage of cops are alcoholics too. So, right. no? but not, not Nathan and not Audrey. So it doesn't really, doesn't really affect uh two thirds of our, of our Trinity. Well, we, so which, we've one seen, makes, which one makes we, more sense Duke to come to the station or the two of them to go to the gray goal. Well, since she lives above the gray goal, uh, oh, I, so is he gonna have the, is he gonna have the conspiracy board like uh, by his booth? And they're like, "What's this?" And he's pulling the paper over. Ah, uh, uh, new menu options. <laughs> well, you know, he's got to get a follow up to Taco Tuesday. So, uh, and my last my last form of defense, it would be weird if Nathan was hanging out below where Audrey lives, considering. <laughs> their relationship status right now it would be weird if she came down every morning and he's like in you know, in the lobby being like well i thought i'd do some police work here and uh nope just having a little breakfast with some irish coffee and uh you know and then in the background uh police's uh every breath you take is playing and uh right yeah i uh Okay. Okay. I I, 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 see, I see your point. We've uh, run far afield as we are wont to do. So uh, do you, uh, do you buy that, uh, you know, they have an organic vegetable farm in Haven? Yeah, yeah I can buy that. Yeah. I mean, we went over like, you know, the, 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 the presence of like the REI crowd, the hikers and the climbers and the runners and the and the surfers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm buying it. That sounds like something writers living in Los Angeles came up with. Yeah. Which I, I think, uh, no, I think nah. you'd be surprised if we went up there, we took a road trip up there. I bet we'd find a bunch of organic shit like that because people who are also into that stuff like to flock to the smaller towns too. You know what I mean? No, that's where the best antiquing is. So, you know, I get that's it. Right. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I, it's not a big deal. I was just, it had me, it just kind of made me laugh. 5.4 now, huh? No, no. And uh, okay, so we did get another Lucasing sighting, though this time it was pretty brief. Did you pick up on uh, Lucasi's first name? Rudy. Rudy? He looks like a Rudy. You think he looks like a Rudy? Yeah, he looks like a fucking Rudy. I'd say yeah. Rudy Lucasi, Rudolph Lucasi. I think that fits perfectly. I love it. Oh, he's man. a Rudy, man. Yeah, he's a. Uh... Well, what would you what would you have guessed he was? What did you think? If not a Rudy, what? Well, Lucchese sounds uh, you know sounds sounds Italian, so he could have been an Alberto Lucchese. Yeah, Alberto, yeah. <laughs> maybe Mario or Luigi Lucchese. Yeah, but, and uh, no, I just you know just Rudy was not the thing that would have came to my mind. You know, you know, Rudy <laughs> came to my mind when when Audrey had dyed her hair red. And I was like, I hope it doesn't run like Rudy Giuliani's hair dye does in press conferences. Well, is it hair dye or is it a wig? Yeah, I I, I, I don't know if it was a wig or hair, hair dye, to be honest. With I feel you. like they, yeah. they really didn't say. Yeah, I feel like and with... considering she was blonde when they were back when they got back yeah. to Haven, it was probably a wig. So. That'd be a lot of work. Uh, you can you can dye your hair pretty quickly, can't you? It's Says the bald man who has work. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot of work to dye it red and then to get it all out and your hair look normal. Uh, like 12 hours later. Don't think so. So I think it's the wig. Uh, this episode was directed by Paul Fox. 
Uh, he does a ton of he's done a ton, 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 ton of TV. Tons. Uh, tons. He's he's done he's done some cool shit too. Uh, you know, uh, Fraggle Rock, uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like Shit's Creek? Yeah. I, I love it. You know, the, other, you know, the, the guy, you know, what, what's the guy's name? The guy who played Woogie. What's that actor's name? Oh, uh, oh, uh, wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, is it Chris? Chris? Yeah, Chris something. Whatever. Chris, Chris blah, blah, blah is good. Uh, the rest of it, eh, it, eh, it, oh. it, it's not bad. It's just not good either. It's just kind of rides the middle. Like, it's one of those shows that it's probably enjoyable if you tune into every episode, but I've seen like sporadic episodes and it just, I, I'm not like laughing. I'm not like, ha 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 ha. I'm like, oh, yeah, but you, you're not like a huge Eugene Levy fan. Like I am. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. How many things have you seen with Eugene Levy? I grew up watching SCTV and okay. he was, he was a cat. He was a cast member. You know, that, that was back in the era when they had Rick Moranis, they had, uh, they had Peter Scolari on there. They had uh, Joe Flaherty. So a lot of people might not know Joe Flaherty, but if you think back to uh, you think back to Happy Gilmore, uh, he's the heckler that that comes and heckles Happy. So that's Joe Flaherty. He had a great character called Count Floyd, who was supposed to host like a, a local television station's a horror movie night, which would always be hilarious. But right uh, you know martin short kind of you know broke out of the out of there too so yeah uh, you like the dad you know what i mean and stuff when i was growing up so it's not like there was this great opportunity you know other than like american pie for eugene levy moments right, well so like like kind of uh, like 87 maybe 88 maybe 86 i don't think it was 86 he did a movie with john candy called armed and dangerous mm-hmm it's an all-time classic it's an all-time classic i mean you get it's 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 in my if you like you know kind of that type of comedy it's a must see so all right so okay okay so and and i like daniel levy i think he's hilarious and i kind of just think it's cool you know that you know and even their daughter uh, played in there too right okay so back (laughs) back to paul fox yeah uh he's directed a bunch uh He'll do, he does the second part, correct? He does the second half, and, and then, then he, does he does one more yeah. uh, next season. Yeah. All right. And then our writer is Shernold Edwards. Yeah. yeah. And Shernold hasn't written an episode yet, but Shernold uh, really turns it up in season four and five and has a ton, has like four four episodes or something per season. Yeah, he forward. becomes a consulting producer for the next two seasons. Now, do we know Shernold's a guy? I don't know. I'm sorry. I <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure the gender of Shernold. Oh, to be did I, you know a Shernold? I, I, well, I could, I could. Shernold wasn't on Wikipedia, so I had to go to IMDb to look up uh, Shernold, and I, uh, I can't remember if there was a picture. I don't think there was a picture. There was a picture of Paul Fox. All right, so yeah, yeah, I saw the picture of Paul Fox. I didn't see a picture of Shernold. So for now, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're gonna have to tune into part two to find out if Shernold, what gender, uh, if any, the sh- uh, belongs to Shernold. Yeah, but uh, but you know, sure, but Shernold's been doing a lot of producing uh, lately, and oh, yeah. he, Such he's pretty. Uh, you can't say he, they. We don't. Know <laughs> you're right. They um, get you working on your pronouns. Yeah, I, I have to get you gotta, better. You got to get ready for twenty. <laughs> 2022 that's right i'm, I'm a, gonna be a new man for 2022 and a new person a new Come person on. that's right jesus christ i just 
Anyway, but, no. anyway, but you know, so he pr- he produced and wrote for uh, Sleepy Hollow, okay. which I was a I was pretty much a huge fan of. And, uh, strong start goes. Yeah, the towards rails. the end it got it got kind of shitty. Yeah, towards I, the end, Hand to God. Uh, he was Hand to God. Know. I watched season one. I liked it. So, but then the thing he m- most recently he executive produces All Rise on CBS, and that is just pure shit. So. That's one of the, isn't that Misty from uh, Luke Cage? She's like a judge. She's a judge. Yeah. And uh, ugh, ugh, ugh. Of course, you've watched episodes of it. CBS. Well, I've seen, I've seen previews and I may have, uh, you know, watched into it, you know, but after watching something else and it's it's bad. No, I will not. (laughs) I will not. I, you know, you have to, once again, if you, unless you want to age 20 years uh, immediately, you have to limit the amount of CBS shows you watch. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So Sherald's Sherald's making the money though, you know? Yeah, no, Sherald's done a lot. Yeah. Uh, they, gr- they, they were grinding it out on Haven and now they're raking in the money on all rise. Yeah. Well, cause they should have little- called, called it all rise motherfucker. That's what they should have called it. Um, have you seen there was uh so <laughs> the one of the characters from Dexter the the uh, Dokes I think is his name the new one the, no no the, no no the old one uh, the, old the one. original one Dokes he's kind of the one I think that's on to that kind of is like this guy's weird uh, at one point he catches somebody and he comes out of like a storage container or something and he's like you know he's got his gun out and he's like hands up motherfucker you know and it's like it got turned into like a joke online and there was this uh, I don't know if you remember what Vine is Vine's kind of been dead for a while. Vine was like basically you're making like up to seven second videos um and so okay. this guy did one where he had like uh like variations of the phrase and he would dress up so it was like hot fries motherfucker and he's like flipping fries uh <laughs> i can't remember all of them but one, the funniest one to me was all rise motherfucker and he's dressed up as a judge uh but he would do it in the exact same way that the character did it, it was very funny well, you don't think I would enjoy that considering uh, my text chime that I've had for over a decade? Yes. I, don't worry, fans. It's been on the recording. Uh, oh. I just cut it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So for, since he's edited it out, but it does say it's kind of like a play on the uh, AOL e- email notification. It's a, just say it's from Eurotrip. Yeah, it's from Euro. I, I stole it from Eurotrip. You got mail, motherfucker. Yeah. So as you know, I'm all in favor of adding motherfuckers to everything. You know, I'm, you know, my mom was a farm girl and I'm an ex army sergeant. So you could MF pretty much any title and I'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we've kind of beat this one to death. Yeah. All right. You can catch us on Mondays. We'll be releasing part two of this. This is a cliffhanger. Who knows? Maybe the next episode will never come out. Uh, is nathan really dead will he stay dead you know how do you know one of us doesn't get shot at the end of this episode and gets resurrected next episode you're gonna have to see what if what if we start and it's just a different guy than me but he's still saying he's your son uh (laughs) i i I did see your doppelganger uh at a a grocery store at the h-e-b yeah, except for he had a mask on, so I couldn't see his face, but he had your build exactly, your color hair, super long. But uh, but then he, the only thing was he was wearing sandals. And I, I you know like how that, I feel uh, that it's not 
that's not my son. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels to it. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there. I get a I get a lot of uh, don't I know you or didn't we work on that thing? And I'm like, nope. Uh, anyway, that's it for us. Uh, again, to tune in next time to see how it all resolves in part two, uh, in our eighth episode of season three. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can email us at troubledrewatchpod at gmail.com or tweet us at Havens Troubled, capital H, capital T. Uh, we come out on Mondays. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we have Patreon. It'll be in the links in the show notes if you want to check it out. We do tons of episodes and stuff. Uh, we've done The Stand most recently, and we will be looking into we will be i uh, we got a tip from one of our one of our listeners that i would like to follow up on but we're gonna have to have another off-air discussion you know we don't do it often but we might have to have a conversation off air see if we no, can stomach each other long enough for it you need to save that for christmas because that's the next time i plan to talk to you so <laughs> all right well that's it for me alex french and this is Rich French. I want to thank you for listening again. We appreciate your, your support. You know, uh, if you're interested in our Patreon, we think we've uh, put some pretty good quality content on there that you'll enjoy, especially if you're a King fan. Uh, there's a lot of stuff related to it on there. But, you know, so once again, thanks for your support. I hope you come back next uh, next time to find all the answers to all these mysteries uh, that Alex has posed. And uh the episode has left hanging so thanks again as always please be safe and please remember never ever let your troubles get you down